will you do? As this widow, as blind Barnabas, as Abraham, what do they do? They believe God to bring life to a dead situation. They didn't try to figure out how God was going to do it. They just acted on what God said and held on in spite of the circumstances. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us. We're continuing our series about how to get out of debt. And Pastor, there are many people who would say, man, my financial situation is such a mess. It does feel like financially we're absolutely dead. How do I get that faith that Abraham, that widow had, that blind Bartimaeus had? Where's that faith come from? When we're so overwhelmed by our debt? Uh, Well, we make a choice based on God's word. Uh, Look, it was our choices that got us into the mess. Right. It'll be our choices that get us out of the mess. We, We, first of all, have to choose uh, financial freedom. And then we begin to start. We plan the work and then we work the plan. Hmm. Uh, so anybody can do it. And we're not talking about uh, uh, how much money you have because it's really not how much money you have. Uh, is uh, your outgo exceeding your income? Sure. sure. And, and for those where that is the case, it may mean that there are some serious financial decisions that need to take place. And if there are uh, maybe two uh, adults in the household, they're going to need to get on the same page somehow, too. Oh, it will never work. And what makes it even more difficult if uh, you look at generally how God puts together people, opposites attract. Yeah. So you'll have a saver and a spender. Oh, what a recipe for disaster. <laughs> well, that's a good way to uh, work on strengthening your marriage, improving your communication. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> you know, learning some great stuff about each other along the way. Uh, a little bit later in this program, we're going to talk about some of the how-tos okay. in terms of, you know, you said develop a plan and then work it. We're going to talk about what that actually looks like. But what does the Bible actually have to say about debt? Why would it be so important for a believer to get out from under debt? Well, Proverbs says that the borrower is servant to the lender. And so God wants us to be free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And sometimes we think that's just spiritually or like in a case of a person like myself, free from drugs and and extramarital affairs. And no, no, he wants us to be financially free. He wants us to be emotionally free. Too many of us are tore up from the floor up. So we need a checkup from the neck up (laughs) so that we do not. I mean, we can be sound up from the ground up. And finances is important. Jesus talked about it more than any other single subject other than salvation. Hmm. Well, let's uh, get our Bibles open to Second Kings chapter 4 as we today wrap up a message entitled, How to Get Out of Debt. Here is Pastor Ford. So then, she goes to Elisha. And here's what it demonstrates, because let, let's not get it twisted, as the young people say. I don't know if they still say it, but they used to say it. Let's not get it twisted. Let me tell you why. Because she goes to the man of God, and you'll hear, okay, so in other words, don't come to me. That's not what it's saying. Here's what it's saying. Here's what happens to us. Many times what congregations do is they trust the person who represents represents Yahweh 
rather than trusting Yahweh that the person represents. Let me say it again. Often what we do is place our trust in the man of God rather than the God of the man. And so she's coming to him not based on the fact that he's the man of God, but based on the fact that he is God's representative. That she's coming to him and she's saying, listen, my dependency, my trust is in the Lord. And, and of course, we, we, are, we already have it. When you, when you look at it, what you find is her basis is found right in the text. Why are you going to him? You're going to him, why? Because your husband had the two qualifications, Proverbs 34, 6 through 9. Proverbs 34, 6 through 9, and verse 15. So the base of our faith, twofold, he was faithful to Yahweh, and he had the fear of Yahweh. So here was an individual, you didn't have to worry about hearing anything on the news about him. Nothing whatsoever. This was an individual who met the criteria of the passages that we find. So she's going to him, just 1 John 5, you know that one, 14 and 15. But if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we desire of him. So she's saying, listen, based on the fact that he was committed to Yahweh, consecrated to Yahweh, that he sacrificed so that the kingdom would be blessed. I'm coming to you now for you to, as God's representative to meet those needs that I have. Now, I'm so glad she didn't say to Elisha, bills, 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 can you pay my bills? Pay my telephone bill. Can you pay my automobiles? Can you pay my bills, bills, bills? That's not what she does. See, anyone who, who recognizes uh, that God is the one will have complete dependency upon him. And so she's not looking to man, she's actually looking to God. Look, look at Mark 10. Let me show you something in Mark 10. We might have even talked about this before. Mark 10. This is blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10. Now, you know the story of blind Bartimaeus. Now, the synoptic gospels tell us there were two blind men. Now, this one only focuses in on blind Bartimaeus. We're not going to take time to go through and talk about uh, why that is. But notice, notice, notice what it says. Verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now get this. You see the theology? How many see the theology? Let me see your hands. You see the theology? Jesus, son of David. Jesus, humanity, son of David, deity, or sovereignty, king. So he sees that, have mercy on me. And, and so what happens? Listen to what it says in verse 50. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. A anybody know the significance of that verse? Why? Why? 
why would Mark tell us and emphasize when he took off his clothes, was naked and went to Jesus? No. What, 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 what did he do? Okay, the garment indicated that he was a beggar. And uh, you had to have a peddler's license. And the peddler's license was the color of your blanket. The color of your blanket told everybody what was the degree of your infirmity. And so he had a, a garment that he was spread out in front of him. And he would be sitting there saying, alms for the poor, alms for the poor, alms for the blind, alms for the blind. And people would throw money, not in the cup or the box or the bucket, as they're beating the drums, he'd throw it on the blanket. When he threw away his blanket, what was he saying? Because that, that blanket symbolized his dependency upon men. I'm dependent on men to give me a living. But before Jesus ever healed him, what did he do? He threw it away. Mark wants us to know, here's a man that's looking to God now and says, you know what? I'm getting rid of what shows my dependence upon the world. And now I'm coming to Jesus. And remember, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. Jesus, you can see he's blind and you tell him to come to you. So that means he's got to do like this, and he's just going by voice. Man. Now, now let me tell you what this very intelligent, good-looking preacher wrote. He said, and I quote him, you can't be looking for manna from on high while feeding on the crumbs of men. Mmm. I say if I get a mmm, Pat that good-looking, intelligent preacher on the back. So notice, he threw it away before he got healed. You got to take a step before everything is cleared out. See, we always talk about the faith that we have. We have faith, we have faith. You don't know how much faith you have until you hear something like this woman has. You don't know how much you trust God here in the sanctuary. You find out how much you trust God in the midnight hour when your body is racked with pain and in the middle of the night, you're not gonna cry out, oh bears, oh stealers. You're gonna say, oh Jesus is what you're gonna holler out. See, nothing will, will test your faith like your daughter saying, I'm pregnant, uh, or your wife saying, I want a divorce, uh, or your husband saying, I've had an affair, or, or the call that the police say, I have your son at the station, come pick him up, or the doctor saying, it's cancer. She's in debt, and she wants God to show up and show out. And she goes to the one that represents him. So like blind Bartimaeus, that's what we need to do. Throw away our dependency on everything and everybody and say, God, I'm going to do this your way. You know, that really is what we need to do to say that we will do it the way that the Lord has laid out for us. And he's done so in scripture. Hope you'll stay tuned as we dive back into God's word with Pastor Ford in just a moment. 
Now, this has been an eight-part message, How to Get Out of Debt. And if you've missed any of the previous broadcasts in this short series, you can always come to our website and listen to each and every one there. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Another way to listen is by downloading the Moody Radio app. If you don't have that already, I encourage you to go get that now. You can find it at your favorite app store like iTunes or Google Play. You'll also find uh, the app when you come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. It's free for Apple devices and Android devices. And the great thing about that, you can listen to not just this Bible teaching radio program, but other programs from Moody Radio whenever it's convenient for you. Again, the link, treasuredtruthradio.org. Again, here's Pastor Ford. So, when you look at what's going on here, he does it, but just write down Romans 4, 19 through 21, because that's, that's the example of Abraham, where Abraham uh, believed God, it says, even though the deadness of his loins, he said, man, I'm 100 years old, ain't nothing happening, nothing, but I believe what God said, so something is going to happen, and it did. And the part I like, it says, he did not look at the deadness of his loins. In other words, he did not consider it whatsoever. I got a word from God. I'm going to believe that word uh, from God. So, will you do as this widow, as blind Bartimaeus, as Abraham, what do they do? They believe God to bring a life to a dead situation. They didn't try to figure out how God was going to do it. They just acted on what God said and held on in spite of the circumstances. God can do it for you too. I wish I had a witness. You see, I don't know how many of you remember this, but the bottom line is it really depends on whose hands you put it in. See, if, if you put a basketball in my hand, that don't mean a thing, but some bricks and some and soreness. But in LeBron James' hand, that's $28 million a year. Yeah, yeah, a golf club in my hand is never going to happen. I had it in there one time. I did not like the game. I don't like hitting balls. I like hitting people. I like football. That's what I like. Yeah, contact sport, hit a little ball, little defensive ball. No, let me hit somebody. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so, but a, a golf club in Tiger Woods' hands, that's, that's, oh man, that's so many millions and millions. You put a dollar fifty in a pot belly stove in my hand, and, and we must be having a play or something. But if you put that in Mary McCall Platoon's hand, you've got Bethune Cookman University in Florida. Just all depends on whose hand. You see, on and on it goes. You put a pistol in my hand in the city of Chicago, that's a felony. I'll go to jail. But if you put a pistol in Harriet Tubman's hand, that means 300 slaves brought to freedom. See, it all depends on whose hands you put it in. See, if I had some. If I had dirt in my hand, what would that mean? I got dirty hands. Put that same dirt in God's hands and you got a man. You give me three nails and I can put up three pictures, but you give Jesus three nails. 
hearts and he can forgive the sins of the world. See, it all depends on whose hands you put it in. And so I'm going to encourage you to tell Jesus, Jesus, hold my hand while I run this race. Didn't he do it on the cross? On the cross, what did he say? He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he turned it over to the one who was able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy, the only wise God to whom is due glory, dominion, majesty, and might, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen, indeed. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford, Jr. And we've left a little extra time at the end of this program to be able to talk with Pastor Ford in the studio here about those principles that you began uh, talking about and preaching about in uh, today's sermon, Pastor. Principles for getting out of debt. We've looked at a few. Number one, getting serious about getting out of debt. Number two, enlisting the proper assistance. I know principle number three is all about evaluating your current financial position. But what does that mean? Because I think some of us may be able to say, okay, I know I'm in big trouble, but I don't know how to evaluate beyond that. (laughs) Well, uh, if you look at the text, every one of these principles comes out of uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. Here's here's what Elisha says to the widow. What have you in the house? Hmm. Now, she could have said a couch, chair, uh, beds. Uh, No. Uh, she answers because she understands that he's talking about her assets. So mm-hmm. she says, I have oil. Okay. And, and uh, of course, oil is, is a symbol of, uh, you know, money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use oil to do a lot of things in that day. Uh, but she had to take inventory. So the question was designed to get her to say, okay, what do I have? And, you know, a lot of us have more assets than we really are able to comprehend. And, and that's what you have to do. You have to say, okay, where am I? And that means having a budget. Hmm. And uh, here's here's what I ask people all the time. Do you have a budget? The answer is always yes. Is it written? No. Well, then you don't have a budget. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to evaluate what do you have. And uh, so that's what he tells her to do. She says, your servant has nothing in this house except a jar of oil. And uh, so she's evaluated. It doesn't take her long. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the there's only not a lot thing of assets I have there, right. of value yeah. is oil. And, of course, oil was used, as I said, as currency. It was used medicinally. Uh, you know, so she understood that. And, and so now he says, go and borrow all these vessels from your neighbors, empty vessels. So what, what's he telling her? Uh, something is about to happen. God's going to do something in mm-hmm. your finances, but I want you to take the first step. And, and so he's really giving her comprehension of what it's going to take to eliminate all of that debt. Yeah. And, and so we need to be able to do that. What does it take to eliminate our debt? And so I, I tell people all the time, first thing you need to do is do some plastic surgery. You know, sure. Get rid of all rid of those, those credit, credit cards. cards, man. They help us live above our means. And uh, how do you do that? You take the first one with the lowest amount and you pay that off and then you cut that up and then you take that and add it to the next one. If you do that, you'll find, uh, wow, it it really eliminates your debt. Mm -hmm. So you have to list your assets. 
And, and so the man of God says, listen, it doesn't seem feasible. Why would I go borrow empty pots? How come I don't go and borrow some full pots with oil? Sometimes what God tells us to do doesn't make sense. And that's why earlier we had said it doesn't make sense if I want to get out of debt, become a good Christian, that I begin by uh, giving God sure. uh, first. Yeah, tithing to him, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like that doesn't make sense, but nothing that God does makes common sense to us. You know, the way to be first is to be last. That doesn't make sense. The way to be the leader over everyone is to be the servant of them all. That doesn't make sense. Right. First shall be last. Last shall be first. Doesn't make sense. Now, I'll tell you what makes sense. First shall be last. The last gets the leftovers. Now, that makes sense to us. It does make sense to us. <laughs> but uh, you're right. So often in God's economy, it does not make logical sense. But he calls us to act upon what he tells us to do and to do so in faith. We've talked through a number of these principles, uh, these 10 principles for getting out of debt already. One or two more I just want to hit on very briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, I know principle nine, you say, is to use what God has supplied for the purpose that God has supplied it. Well, don't we do it? All the time. They have that concave television The new curved TVs, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, you know, and you get a raise at work and you say, wow, I can make payment on that. <laughs> sure. You make payment on that. Or, you know, instead of uh, fixing that squeak in this old beater car, mm-hmm. I can just go get a new car. Where you, there you go. Yeah. No. yeah. So we have to be wise uh, yeah. as serpents and harmless as doves. God ministers to us and we're not going to take it and utilize it for anything else. All right. One last thing briefly here. Start investing and saving for the future. For the person who is digging themselves out of debt right now, Would you uh, recommend start investing and saving at the same time or get out of debt first? Well, I would try to get out of debt first. If it were possible to save something, yes. But what you eventually want to do is called the Pareto Principle. You want to go 80-10-10. You want to live off of 80%, be able to give God 10%, and be able to pay yourself 10%. And so you want to make sure that you're able to do something of that nature. Well, I hope those principles do help, and you may want to go back and listen to this broadcast again. If you missed any of those, you can always do that by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream programs through your computer or mobile device. You can download MP3s for free, or you can order copies of this broadcast on CD. But uh, really some great principles that I hope that you did get the chance to uh, write down to begin to put those into practice, and it really will help you get out of debt, what our current series from 2 Kings 4 has been all about. Maybe as you've been listening to this teaching, you've realized that you know God is using Pastor Ford's practical application from God's Word to really make a difference in your life. We'd love to hear about that. You can uh, give us your feedback or even ask a question about something you heard on the broadcast by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and clicking on the contact link. And if you do ask a question, Who knows, we might answer that on a future broadcast. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on contact. While you're at the website, just a quick reminder, we are listener supported. And so if you're able to make a donation, we'd really appreciate it. It's your giving that allows us to continue to produce this program and to distribute it on radio and through a variety of other channels. So come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on make a donation. Well, thanks for giving and for listening. 
Our producer is Amy Rios, and Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.